Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who's larger than Good morning and welcome along to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. I'm your host Frankie Mackay and yes, it has been quite some time since I've been sat in the hot seat. I've of course got producer Jacob, he is running the show alongside me, steering the ship I should say. But uh, it's 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 been a little while, Jacob, What's what's been going on? Have you got some... Some good stuff for me? You got some highlights? You got some lowlights for me? <laughs> um, let's only talk the highlights uh, this morning, Frankie. Um, uh, a highlight of the year so far is I went to the Mount Monganoo test, uh, the England test, uh, earlier this year, and I just I stayed afterwards after the game had finished because it was obviously a dead rubber on day five. Um, and I just kind of... I was walking around and I saw Ben Stokes was kind of like taking photos with the little, little kids, you know, and I thought, oh... This is my chance to kind of be a little kid. And uh, I walked up to him and I was like, oh, mate, can I have a photo? So I just, he took my phone, grabbed, grabbed a selfie with me. And uh, yeah, I know. I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. That hey, was a highlight. How good is that? Yeah. That's a great highlight. I love that. And I love we've we've just ignored the lowlights. I like that for a, a start to the show. I'm, I'm going to agree. I actually think if I'm picking out a highlight of the last six months, that, that England series... That, I think, just got everyone in New Zealand, everyone just pumped for Test cricket again. Of course, does this now make you an Ashes an Ashes fan and an England supporter for the Ashes too? Has this, has this swayed your allegiance there? Well, I know a lot of people, a lot of Kiwis um, might feel a bit uh, sort of down about this, but um, I mean, I'm, I, my dad's English, so I've always supported England in the Ashes, and I've always supported England in most things over the Kiwis, to be honest. Complete transparency. I am. Yeah. I am. I, I would consider myself more of a Kiwi now than I used to, but I used to grow up wanting to play for England, not for, for, for New Zealand. Oof, I know. Wow. Controversial. That is some, that's some <laughs> big chat at the start a, of the that's show. That's, <laughs> I, I love it, actually. I love it. But, oh, I mean, it's probably enough chitter chatter from us to start things off. People don't want to hear about how you wanted to play for England and, and they don't want to <laughs> probably hear about a test series that happened six months ago, but there was heaps of sport going on last night. Of course, the Ashes, the Crusaders in action. So let's, uh, let's get you up to speed with a few snippets of that action. So it's Warner, Smith, Kawaja and Green in the cordon. Umpire Erasmus calls them to order. We're away. The Ashes of 2023. Cummins to Crawley. First ball here. Crawley drives through the offside for four. Wide outside the off stump, he gave it absolutely everything. Down the wicket, he comes, he's gone, stumped. Lyon's got his man, he's beaten him on the outside edge. And Bairstow, looking to be aggressive, looking to keep going, has charged Lyon. Lyon's seen him coming, thrown it fast outside the off stump, and Carey has taken it and whipped those bales off. 
Root on 99, Lyon into him, and he clips it away, and there it is. A 30th Test 100 for Joe Root, a little skip, a little punch. Stokes is going to declare. Goodness me, this is a different world. <laughs> this is a different world that we are living in. On day one of the Ashes series, after 78 overs, Ben Stokes says, that's enough, lads. We want 20 minutes in Australia tonight. Now Drummond slings it wide. Mwanga goes wide. Here's a chance early on. And Brayden handles him. Taylor with the line-out throw. Good work. Moved it away. Oh. Now here's a charge right up the center. Couldn't get the power. From Bowden Barrett, he converts the last try of the game. But it really has been all the Crusaders here tonight in Christchurch in the first of the semi-finals. They have simply demolished the Blues. 52 points to 15. Yeah, pretty incredible performance from our Crusaders last night. And if you are a cricket fan, well, it's about to be a hectic few weeks coming up. You've got five Ashes tests coming your way. And, of course, the time zone not overly conducive to being super productive at work. But what a start to that series. There's a lot to get through on our show today. We are, of course, going to talk footy. We're going to be pretty footy-dominated, to be fair. We're going to, of course, talk about that Crusaders win, how good it was. We're actually going to hear from Donnie Bell as well and talk a little bit a club footy it's getting towards the pointy end of the season so we're going to tap into his knowledge there and because I'm here of course we've got to talk cricket and I think it's time to get that first chat underway S-E-N-Z. Yes, I know it is winter time, but when I am sat in the chair, it's only fair we talk a little bit of cricket. And there has been plenty going on in the cricket world, that's for sure. Contracting, World Test Champs, the Ashes, just to name a few things. So joining me today to talk all things cricket, Canterbury and New Zealand all-rounder, Canterbury cricket captain, Cole McConkey. Cole, thanks for joining me. How are you and, and how's the winter been treating you so far? Yeah, hey Frankie, it's um, a pleasure and thanks a lot for having me on. It's um, now it's been a good winter so far. Sort of uh, managed to escape quite a bit of the New Zealand winter so far, but sort of reality's hit home a little bit now, and back into the grind and in the gym and in the net. So it's um, it's not nice to nice to be back here and sort of in a little bit of routine. Well, it's, it's been a bit of an exciting time for Canterbury Cricket as well, actually, with some big names they, they've announced they're making the move to Christchurch. Let's start with, with Kyle Jamieson. Great to have him back in the red and black. What's what's a guy like that going to bring to the group? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, fantastic having Kyle back. I know he um, you know, really treasured his time here in uh, Christchurch when he, when he did start playing here. Um, he obviously had a few years back at Auckland, uh, but he's really excited to link back up with the boys um, he's living down here with his partner Emma, and um, yeah, he, he's really excited. I think not only the the skills that he brings on the field, which you know speak for themselves, and everyone um, you know has had the pleasure of viewing that, but I think you know we're, we've got such a, a good mix at the moment between experience and some young, talented guys coming through. And I think you know what Kyle's done here in New Zealand, um, but also around the world, um, and those young fast bowlers coming through and learning off him and I think Kyle's, you know, the sort of guy that will offer up all of his time and more to these young guys. So it's pretty exciting to be a young guy, um, hopefully sharing the ball with Kyle, and I'm sure he'll be, um, you know, chomping at the bit to put out some good performances for the Red and Black. Mm. It's it's got to be good signs for 
for what you and the group are doing as well, though, that, that people want to come and play here. There's people from, I mean, we've had Ish Sodi recently. Uh, Michael Reyes just said that he's moving up to Christchurch. He's, he's hoping to put his name in the ring as well. It, it's it's pretty good signs. Is that how you and the, the coaching staff feel about it as well? Yeah, I think, you know, the, I think it's a positive sign, you know, for all aspects of Canterbury cricket, Frankie. I think, you know, like, um, you know, we've we've enjoyed a few good seasons as a team, and you know we're really enjoying the way that we play our cricket. There's some some great guys and great personalities in the team, but I think you know Canterbury cricket as a whole is in such a strong position at the moment. I think you know Hagley Oval, um, having that as your home ground week in week out, um, there's no real better pl- uh, place to play, as you'd agree with. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, the training facilities, the new indoor centre, the Hagley. Um, indoor centre that's opened up last year and you know just putting these pieces of the, of the puzzle together and then alongside you know some quality coaches with Pete Fulton and Brendan Donkers it becomes a pretty good package and I, I know the guys that are currently here um, in Canterbury you know certainly don't take that for granted we, we know how lucky we are and how fortunate we are to you know play for an association like Canterbury and um, it's, it's nice also to see that other guys are recognising that and um, you know that it can be a really strong part of, I suppose, professional development and and coming here and playing for Canterbury. Yeah, you mentioned the those facilities we've got at our disposal, but I'm guessing the nets might be a, a little bit less enjoyable for you now as a better with all the the fast bowlers you've got at your disposal. But but surely that's such an such an exciting time for you as a skipper to be able to look across and, and see you've got New Zealand fast bowlers, you've got some workhorse domestic bowlers in there, and then you've got some young guys coming through putting some some real pressure on as well. One hundred percent. You know, us batters have already talked about how. Um, how it's going to be pretty competitive um, at the start of the season. You know, we've got a we've got a big crop of fast bowlers, and you know, all at varying levels of their career. But every single one of them, you know, really ambitious and are going to be hunting down a spot in that team. But also, you know, trying to push their name forward for international honours. So um, our trainings are going to be, you know, really competitive, um, which is great, and that can only take us to the next level as well. So it's pretty exciting as a batter. Um, at the time when I'm in the nets, it'll probably be. Um, alongside the other batters, I don't know how excited we'll really be, um, but it'll be some good fun and you know healthy competitions. You know, really, um, really good in the environment. Yeah, you had the chance as well to to make that step up and into the international format and the one day format. You had a heck of an ODI debut. Did did you enjoy the chance to get over and be part of that Black Caps group and and be part of a side that's that's touring Pakistan? There's not a lot of international cricketers recently that have been able to say they've they've been over there. Just just what was that like? Yeah, it, it was a fantastic experience, and I think you know to make your debut was you know really special and and one one that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And I think you know Pakistan as a whole, it was um, you know it was a great tour. The crowds and the passion that they have for cricket over there is outstanding, and and you know they're world number one ODI team at the moment. And to um, take them on in their backyard, and you know we had a really competitive series. I think you know the T20s we come out with the drawn series and the ODI one um, we fell a little bit short, but there was some cracker games in there as well. And I think the um, you know, Pakistan as a whole was an absolute pleasure to tour and um, one that hopefully I have a, um, would love the opportunity to go back again. Um, but if not, I think, you know, I'll, I'll look back on that with really fond memories and, you know, hold a special place making the ODI 
debut there. Mm. Did it feel like a a big step up? I guess I, I look at the the way domestic cricket's being played at the moment, and and I think the domestic game's in really good shape. But is there still that that what feels like a big jump between the the domestic game and the international one? Um, I think I think yes and no. I think there's a lot of layers to I suppose that question, and it's um, you know I've been really fortunate enough um, along you know the last few years to be part and be part of some really valuable New Zealand A series, um, and you know they've been hugely beneficial to not only my development but others as well. Um, and I, you know in terms of that Pakistan series, I was um, you know lucky enough to share the share the field with some really close mates with Tom Latham and Matt Henry and Henry Nichols and, and you know I'd often chew the area off about international cricket and you know they really simplify things and um, I think you know everything outside the boundary rope of international becomes different, becomes heightened, you know the media and the crowds and everything like that. Um, but at the end of the day it's just a game of cricket where you know 11 guys are trying their best um, against 11 other guys trying their best. So. Um, I think when you simplify that um, and enjoy it, um, and just just give it a crack and back your skills, you've you've been picked for a reason, and um, I, I suppose that support that you get from other players, but also the coaching staff, just gives you that confidence um, and just go out there and give it a crack. And um, was fortunate enough to, to have a couple of good performances, but also that leaves you a little bit hungry for for more, and you know hopefully. Um, hopefully get an opportunity at that. Yeah, and, and of course there's, there's an ODI World Cup just around the corner. Is that a, is that a goal? Are you the kind of guy that, that sits down and, and picks out teams you want to be involved in, series you want to be involved in, world events obviously, or, or are you just the kind of guy that's, that's got some, some processes in place that you're trying to tick those off and, and if that goes well, know that you'll, you'll put yourself in pretty good stead for selection? Um, yeah, I think certainly more the process. I think, you know, earlier on in my career, I probably would have been the first and um, probably spent too much mental energy thinking about those sorts of things. But I think, you know, the, the older and hopefully a little bit wiser you get, um, you know, if, I, if I'm training well and, um, you know, getting better each day, then I'm going to be in a better position to either, you know, perform for Canterbury or if I get if I get a um, nice phone call from New Zealand cricket, you know, that's that's fantastic as well but I think you know the more the more that you focus on that sort of stuff it sort of takes you away from what you're doing and as I say back in that winter routine and getting in the gym you're running and and getting in the nets it's just about trying to tick on over and keep improving each day and you know we're really lucky with the environment that we've got in Canterbury um, and in New Zealand cricket that there's a lot of guys pushing each other to keep improving and um, yeah I'm, I'm certainly hopefully keep continuing to focus on that. Yeah, well, you haven't just been sitting at home twiddling your thumbs, have you, That now that the weather's cooled off? You've actually been away, you've been playing some cricket, but in a, in a slightly different location. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, we, um, there was a few of us Kiwis uh, fortunate enough to go over and um, play a T20 tournament over in the, the States of all places, USA, so um, in Washington, D.C. there. So that was... Um, Nice, exciting. There was um, Marty Guptill, Dane Cleaver from CD, Tom Bruce, um, Peter Young, husband, and myself. Um, we all f- sort of found ourselves on different teams, and it was um, yeah, it was it was great fun, and it was awesome and you know amazing to see what USA Cricket's putting in, and they've certainly got a lot of resource and 
and they're really motivated to make cricket stick over there. So it's a it's a pretty exciting time and, and one that I'm sure a lot of people will be following pretty closely. Yeah, well the game the game is changing pretty rapidly, I think it's fair to say. It, it must be such an exciting time to be a player with all, all these new leagues and, and opportunities cropping up. Do you, do you think that we are just going to keep seeing the, the increase of T20 cricket, T10 cricket even, and, and these leagues are just going to keep cropping up? And, and all the young players now, they're just, they're just going to be able to play all over the world in, in all these different places. Yeah, honestly, it's a, it's a really tough question to ask because if you would have asked me that 12 months ago, I would have said, nah, they'll... There'll be um, there'll be ways to you know regulate things, and this many leagues can't you know coexist. But it's it's been a, an incredible last 12 months, and there's plans for for more. And um, you know it, it's just uh, from a player's point of view, it's almost unfathomable how how much is happening and how quick the cricket landscape's changing. Um, I know from an ICC point of view, there they've got some working groups at the moment to. Um, I suppose to regulate things and keep international cricket relevant, which I think is you know hugely important. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating landscape and one that's moving, you know, seriously quickly, and it's tough to keep up with at times. So um, where it all finishes, who knows? But um, from a player's point of view, it's uh, yeah, it's certainly exciting and and one that's um, <laughs> you got to stay on top of yourself and keep yourself fit and healthy because who knows what could happen um, in the near future. Yeah, for sure. And as as much as there is that that appetite for T Twenty cricket, there's another big series coming up. It's uh, it's one that you know New Zealand's not part of, but it's one I think every cricket fan is is eagerly keeping an eye on. It is, of course, the Ashes, one of the biggest contests, biggest rivalries in sport. While I've got you, I absolutely have to ask, who are you backing? Who who do you think's going to come out on top of this one? Can baseball continue to be so successful? Have England actually maybe missed a trick asking for, I think they wanted flat, bouncy wickets instead of their usual green seamers. Where, where do you see this one going? Well, it's, um, yeah, well, regardless, it's going to be an amazing series to watch and I think we're going to see some great entertaining cricket and um, as much as it pains me to say it, Frankie, I think um, I'd have Aussie winning the series. Um, I think, you know, they've just got quality all round and I think... Um, It'll, it'll be seriously interesting to see how the baseball sort of approach goes against um, the Aussie attack because they've got a world-class attack with some serious pace and height and, you know, playing that aggressive brand. Um, yeah, how, how it all works out, I don't know. I'm sure they'll have some days where it comes off and it's amazing, but, um, you know, when they're 30 for four and under pressure, um, mm. what sort of happens there? So um, who, who knows? I, I'm... I'd pick the Aussies maybe 3-1, but um, yeah, that, it, I'm sort of looking forward to watching and um, yeah, see how it all unfolds. Yeah, I like it. There's got to be a bit of a strategy around the, the watching of it as well. Time zone obviously not super helpful for New Zealand, but now of course as well there's, there's no cricket being played for you at the moment, so that means weekends are free. What, is, what does a weekend look like in winter for Cole McConkie? Yeah, well... With the wee fella, I don't know if I can be up to the early hours watching too much Ashes because he's going to be—he'll be up at six, six thirty, and um, wanting plenty of dad time. So I've got to be nice and strategic. So hopefully there's some good highlights packages that I can tune into. But um, now nah, winter for me is certainly based around sport, Frankie. I'm a bit of a rugby tragic in league, so try and um, watch as much of that as I can, and um, 
yeah, just just love sport in general. So I'll be down watching the um, nephews play their footy soon. Um, I'll take my wee boy down and um, we'll spend a bit of time at the park and um, probably finish up this evening with some takeaways and watching some some more footy. So um, whether that's me forcing my passions onto the wee fella, I don't know, but he seems to like it at the moment, which is the main thing. Nah, love it. That sounds brilliant to me. It sounds like the perfect weekend and a weekend that we will go and uh, and let you enjoy. Thanks so much for your time, Cole. It's It's been brilliant. Really good to catch up. We really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy that weekend full of sport. Yeah, thank you very much, Frankie. Appreciate it. And you have a great weekend too. Cheers, mate. That was Canterbury men's cricket captain Cole McConkie. Time for a little break here with us and then we'll be back and we will be talking plenty of footy for the rest of the show. 27 minutes after 7 o'clock this morning and it's time for what's going on in Canterbury but I'm going to start it off with just a a little bit of good news and something to put in the diary. It is Cycling New Zealand has signed the National Elite Road Champs to Timaru. Love to see sport going to the region. So they have been confirmed. 2024 Road National Championships will be in the region in February. Decision means that there's going to be some top New Zealand men's and women's professionals like George Bennett, Patrick Bevan, Dion Smith, Georgia Williams, Ali Wollaston and South Canterbury's own Shane Archibald could be lining up in February. It'll be the fourth time South Canterbury Cycling has hosted these championships and the last time being 26 years ago in Pleasant Point. So that is one to chuck in the diary. But if you're looking for things to do this weekend in the Christchurch region, well, there's a few There's a few really cool things going on. There's a Matariki Whānau Day at Turanga, the central library in Christchurch. There's storytelling, crafts and some cool tech activities going on there from 10 to 2.30. If that's not quite your thing, well, the Christchurch Model Yacht Club is having an open day. 125 years of continuous operation they are celebrating. There'll be boats on display at racing and you can even get in get in there and have a go yourself with boats available to try. That's at Lake Victoria. That's from 10 till 4 today in Hagley Park. And if you want something to take the kids along to run them out of energy, get along to Linwood Pool. From 1 till 3, the inflatables are there. You can rush, jump, slide, biff and bash your way through the inflatable obstacle course. That is just standard pool fees apply. And what a great thing to do with your afternoon. Of course, there's plenty of club sport going on as well. And that's going to be our next chat with Donnie Bell. He's going to give us all the chatter on the club rugby soon. So we will take a quick break and we will get Donnie on the line for you. Twenty-six minutes away from eight o'clock, and it is time to talk a local sport. That's brought to you by Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. And today there is a real footy focus to the back end of the show. And this is the man in the know, the finger on the pulse, the well-known voice from the Integrity Unit podcast. It is Donnie Bell. Thanks so much for joining us, Donnie. How how are you, mate? Yeah, no good. Thanks, Frankie. Thanks so much for having me on. Greatly appreciate it. No, no worries at all. Now there'll be looking forward to putting today. <laughs> there'll be uh, there'll be a few people who, who may not have heard of the integrity unit. So, what's it all about, and where can people listen to you? So basically, we're a podcast here, um, podcasting community rugby and highlighting community rugby. 
we started back in 2018, myself and a group of guys who felt that community rugby wasn't being highlighted enough out in the general public and decided to set up this podcast, The Integrity Unit, where once a week during the rugby season, club rugby season, we would wrap and preview the uh, Christchurch Metro Premier Competition and also the Women's and Canterbury Country Premier Competition. So we started up, uh, got a sponsor on board and started broadcasting from a pub restaurant now looking back four or five years ago and we've been able to continue it on and basically, yeah, have just continued on there week in, week out during the rugby season. People can find us on Facebook and Instagram under the Integrity Unit and also we play on SoundCloud. If you look up uh, the Integrity Unit, you can find all our previous episodes on there and uh, upcoming episodes. So that's probably the best way to get hold of us. Nice, love it. It is a bloody good listen too, but we've got you on to talk club rugby. It is your forte, the the club competition. It's getting close to the point end now, isn't it? And there's been some some big old results. Today is going to be round nine, but in round eight, there there were some some pretty big scores getting thrown up in there. Can you give us a little bit of a a review on on what's gone on? You betcha I can. Yes, round eight, some very, very big scores. Of course, uh, Sydenham demolishing Port Christchurch, 82-0 in round eight. Belfast with a big win, which is really exciting, their first win of the season. Over Burnside, 24-7 on uh, Billy Bush book signing event day. So very exciting for them. New Brighton beating High School... Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. High School Old Boys won't be happy with me. High School Old Boys and Jared Perseville's 150th game beating New Brighton 29-22, a very good New Brighton side. So very impressive. Lincoln Uni beating Marist Albion 31-24 in a very tight, exciting encounter, that one, that was at Lincoln University. Linwood uh, pulling out big winners over Shirley, 45-14. UC 45-17 over Sumner. So a really exciting round eight. As you said, Frankie, as you alluded to before, some big, big scores there, but really exciting heading into round nine with 10 sides still in the hunt to make that top eight. Yeah, Quite that's, that's incredible, eight. isn't it? 10 to, teams to be still it. make it. Yeah, well, who do, you, who do you like the look of then? Who are, we, who are we suggesting? I mean, top four as it stands, Uni, Marist, Lincoln Uni and Linwood. Can anyone challenge these teams? Is there a little smoky in there, or, or do you think those are the four that are going to that are going to go all the way? Tell you what, I think University of Canterbury are looking red hot. They're coming in thermonuclear, looking brilliant at the top there. 37, Marist Albion 33. I don't think anyone will challenge University of Canterbury, Marist Albion and Lincoln University. I think you'll find them there, those top three sides. As you said before, Frankie, that fourth spot, honestly, I believe it could be anybody from Sydenham High School, Old Boys, New Brighton or Linwood. All of them there in a bottleneck. Uh, Linwood and New Brighton both, uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, Linwood one point ahead of New Brighton and High School Boys, who are on 24 points, Linwood on 25, and then Sydenham 23. I think the Smokey could be Sydenham, who have struggled slightly this year, but were last year's reigning premiers and are starting to come right. So for me, Sydenham for that top four. Yeah, that's what I was actually actually going to say to you is 
The other reigning champs, they have just come off the back of that massive win, as you said, 82-0. That's always got to make you feel good. But but are there signs there you that this side... you self-belief here. Yeah, yeah. Are they actually getting back to their best? And is that then a team that could feature at the back end? For mine, absolutely. They're a strong side. They're getting some players back uh, from injuries and, and returning. And I think they know how to win, and they've been there before. So they'll be strong contenders, but it will be tough to knock over a very strong Marist Albion side who simply believe they've gone to back-to-back-to-back finals. Whether they win or lose those finals, they've been there, they know what they're doing. And this University of Canterbury team has just come out of nowhere and they've been so impressive this year and rightly deserve to be leading that CRFU Metro Premier competition. But to answer your question, yes, I think Sydney Mark are certainly a massive threat to this title and going back to back. They've, they've got the ability, if they can click and get it together. And you mentioned as well, 10 teams still in the mix to get into the into the finals race. What can you tell us about this weekend's game? So for a bit of a preview of this weekend's game, is there a couple that maybe really stick out that say these could be match of the yeah. round? Or, or are there just <laughs> important games? Are there just some important games coming up? A couple that stick out massively. Uh, New Brighton v Marist Albion. So you've got two playing five. Ralphity Domain, that'll be an absolute humdinger today. And then you've got Sydney, who are playing Linwood. Obviously, two points separate them. So Linwood in fourth, uh, playing Sydney in seventh. So those for me, New Brighton, Marist Albion, and Sydney Linwood are the games to watch out for. We've got Burnside UC, a really important game uh, for UC to continue their hot track. And Burnside, who have certainly improved from last year, or Burnside, Frankie, who were unable to win a game last year, are looking mm. certainly better this year and have chalked up a couple of wins, which is always good to see. I'm sure you'd be pleased about too. And <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Sumner Christchurch, <laughs> Sumner Christchurch, Christchurch will be looking to bounce back mentally. They're a young side, so that for them is important. And Sumner, who are on the improve, they will be chasing a win. Shirley and Lincoln University, once again, you got third, who are playing eighth. So that'll be a good game as well. So they're all great, but yes, uh, New Brighton, Marist Albion and Sydney Limwood, I believe, are the two red-hot games this weekend. I love it. So if you've got a bit of time, guys, get along and get to those games and cheer them on. They are set to be humdingers. But while I've got you, Donnie, there's 100%. been... There's been a bit of chatter about the state of rugby at the moment and, and where it's at, where it's going. There's been a couple of people come out and say that people are falling out of love with the game, that, that New Zealanders, we're sick of it. Is that what you're seeing at, at club level or, or, is, or is actually our club game going all right here in Christchurch? Yeah, really good question. Really good que- uh, question there, uh, Frankie. I'll tell you what, I personally, I, I believe some people are falling out of love with the game. I don't believe that's happening at a club level as much. Still extremely strong, especially in our region of Christchurch. We've got a Div 1, uh, Div 2 competition that splits. Then we've got a further division underneath that of senior uh, men's rugby, uh, women's rugby. We've got a couple of divisions. We've got the under-17 comp as well. Um, we are losing some of those younger players, definitely, that might be falling out, so school leaders and at Colts level. We've still got some very strong sides, but we are seeing slightly less as more and more sports 
are being introduced. Um, we're getting slightly less school leavers coming into rugby, but I believe the passion's still well and truly there in Canterbury, and people are loving the game at a club level. And I know a lot of friends whose kids are playing at a junior level, so junior level's still strong. But we are seeing slightly less, and we are seeing more and more people fall out of love with a game of perhaps a super rugby format that is uh, very repetitive every single year and losing the South African team certainly didn't help. And Yeah, but but a club, I think it's at a good stead, but it's just getting more of those school leavers to uh, sign up and look to play club rugby for me that's really important. Okay, so not all doom and gloom then. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that not from you, Donnie. Not all doom and gloom, slightly less mate, players, but certainly not all doom and gloom. It has been great to chat, as always. We'll have to get you on in a few weeks' time and we can actually talk about the finals, where it's at, where the competition's going. But, Donnie, it's been brilliant, as always, mate. Thanks for that, and uh, enjoy your day of club rugby today. I will do, Frankie, and just wanted to say I'd feel remiss if I didn't uh, mention it. The country combined comp final is on. If you're around, please get out to it. So it's the final there of the Ellesmere and North Canterbury combined competition. Prebleton today playing Ashburton and Celtic in the final, and that's out at the Prebleton domain. So a massive game, and I'd say there will be hundreds of people out there, possibly even in the early thousands. You never know, that might be pushing it, but that'll be a great game. So make sure you get down there if you are close to the Prebleton area. But Frankie, thanks so much for having me and just really happy to be able to highlight club rugby in the region and how exciting this Metro Premier competition is at the moment. Yeah, I love your work, Donnie. Thanks, mate. And that was Donnie Bell from the Integrity Unit. Make sure you check them out. And that was your Trident Homes local sports update. Proud supporters of community sport across Christchurch. Check out our modern home plans and show home locations at tridenthomes.nz. Quick break time now before we wrap the show, talking Crusaders with Brendan Laney. Into the home stretch now, and I tell you what made me smile. It is that Crusaders' performance last night, romping home winners 52-15. To give us the full rundown is friend of the show, Brendan Laney. Brendan, good morning to you. What a game of footy that was last night. Clinical, brilliant, exciting. How would you sum up that performance? Mate, outstanding, Frankie, wasn't it? <clears throat> really was, too, was that... Um that Crusaders outfit came on in the first 15 minutes and pretty much took that whole game away from the Blues. Um, the Blues really couldn't get into the game at all, just purely for the for the attitude that the, that the Crusaders, took, Crusaders took into it. Um, just an unbelievable game of rugby, really, and just showed the, the other intensity that the, the Crusaders had to play at to get their performance out, and they did it. And um, man, what a game of rugby! It really was an outstanding game of rugby. They just uh, they were just so good in, in all assets of the game, weren't they? Oh, just phenomenal. And it, it seems a silly question to say because actually everyone played their part. But were there some, mm. some players that stood out for you last night who really, really did excel? Look, for me, it wasn't the superstars. You know, Moanga was outstanding, but we, we, I suppose everyone expects that. Um, but for me, um, Christian Lilo Willie at number eight. I thought he had an outstanding game at eight. He was just all over the park. He was involved in just about every every part of their play. 
he was big with ball in hand. Um, he offloaded out Stemi well, but some of his defensive work, and it wasn't necessarily big hits with some of his scrag tackling that was outstanding. He was kidding them behind the advantage line. And, you know, for a guy who's coming from, from outside the province, um, you know, obviously playing his rugby down in Dunedin, at Otago, um, and he's been brought into the squad. You know, there's been some massive injuries for the Crusaders, and a guy like him to stand up at number eight when he's more probably a six. Um, I thought he was outstanding last night. Um, and, yeah, like I said, you sort of expect some of their bigger players to stand up. Um, and great to see Will Jordan running the way we know he can run after his mm. his massive layoff as well. But I just, just in general, their whole... Their whole team play well, but their forward pack, and it still comes back to the tight five side of things. Gee, their tight five play well, and it, and it gave chances like Lilo Willie to get around the park and do his job. So, um, just an impressive uh, performance, and I'm, I'm sure Razor and his management team will be pretty happy with the way the boys funded. So, we'll have asked some big questions of them this week, particularly with uh, so many injuries. And, um, you know, there's a few people. Uh, sort of doubting that the Crusaders would get up and do and play the way they did well. Gee whiz, they put a big exclamation mark on it, didn't they? Oh, didn't they just? And that that's probably the, was the big thing, as as everyone knows the pedigree of the Crusaders, everyone knows the record, the, the Super Rugby titles behind them, but I think there were actually a few concerns that the Crusaders were a little bit vulnerable for this one. There were 12 out injured, eight of them all blacks. Yeah. The depth now that is, is insane. Is there actually any other team that could cope with losses like that? Well, I think I think you've probably been on the money there. There's not a lot of teams that would probably cope with that. Um, you know, it's one of the, the beauties of the Crusaders over the last sort of five to ten years with, with the way that they've brought in young guys or other people into the environment that aren't all blacks. And these guys have um, been backed by Razor. They've put them in there and they've performed for them. And, um, you know, last night was another classic example of guys really stepping up. Ollie Yegoth had a fantastic game of prop. Um, he's been he's been off for a while with injury. Um, he came back and played sensationally well. Um, and, you know, the, the guys coming off the bench are doing the job for them as well. That, that's another big part. And I suppose every Super Rugby side, you know, you're using 22 players just about every game. But there seems to be the Crusaders can just go a little bit deeper. And, and even guys who are coming into the environment, um, you join our files of this world, um, you know, they're adding, and that's that's outstanding. And and I suppose that's one of the reasons these these uh, these Crusader sides have gone on and, and, and won championships. So um, you know, pretty impressive uh, performance. And doesn't it make um, tonight's uh, uh, game uh, even more interesting? Because uh, the Crusaders could be back at home if the Brumbies get up. Yeah, huge, huge. The juggernaut does roll on for another week. One more Monday seemed to be a bit of a catchphrase post match, yeah, but yeah. of course. It is that massive game tonight. Chiefs, Brumbies, who are you picking? Are, are we too optimistic to think maybe there's a chance that the Brumbies get up and, and we're talking home final here? Or, or, or who are you picking here? Oh, look, I, I reckon, Frank, the, the Brumbies have got every chance in the world. Um, they are an outstanding outstanding team. They played extremely well to get into the semi-finals, you know, barring a, a referee decision, which you know, if, if, the, if the Hurricanes may, maybe passed a little bit earlier, he probably would have been under the dot and they wouldn't have to worry about Artie scoring a try. But, you know, this Brumby side, they're a very, very good outfit. Coats really well, playing some great rugby and they've got every chance in the world. So, um, Chiefs at home, you know, massive ask, isn't it? Gee, they've been playing some great rugby. Um, look, we'd all love to see... Uh, a New Zealand final, 
but um, from a from a Crusaders point of view, <laughs> they'll be sitting there today, what or tonight, sitting there cheering on the on the Brumbies so they can get a home one. So um, look, I think it's going to be an extremely close game. I don't think there'll be a, a heap in it, and I think the Brumbies um, have got the ability to get up. I really do. Yeah, oh, well, look, fingers crossed. We, we know it's going to be a heck of a final either way, but fingers crossed we're coming back next week. We're talking about the Crusaders once again. As always, Brendan, thanks so much for your time, mate. No Have a great weekend. No, it has been brilliant. And that's, that's it. That's all we've got time for today, folks. It's been an absolute pleasure being back talking Canterbury sports with you all. Have a great rest of your weekend. Look forward to your company here on the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner once again. Same time, same place, next Saturday morning. Mm-hmm.